What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. Hey, listen, guys, I have a special show for you today. I have more than one person. I'm bringing double. What are they? What was that gum back in the day? It was like double uh, trouble, double trouble, double mint, twins. double mint gum. Yeah. So um, we're, we're bringing two for the price of one today. Uh, <laughs> so we have Karina and Julie in the house. Karina Belizzi, Julie Loken, they're partners in media casters, and they're also podcasters. And they've done a lot together, it looks like, and you'll see it in the show notes. But let's just go ahead and get the show started today. First of all, thank you so much for joining us both of you and the audience. And I appreciate all of your support, guys. You guys keep coming back, keep listening and sharing and you know, giving me your, your feedback on the show. I just love all of you and I appreciate all of you. So keep doing it. Just keep being unstoppable. And uh, let's get into the show today. So Julie and Karina, I don't care who goes first, but we always start the show with this question. What are you made of? Jules, you take I'll, it away. I'll go first. I am made of little bits of failure throughout my life. My life has been a path of not a lot of wins, but more failure than wins. But where it led me is to where I am today. Someone that has tenacity, grit, resilience, and never looks back. Love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Karina. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, Karina, top that. Top that. <laughs> no, you don't have to. It's not a competition. I was just joking because I usually don't have two people. So, <laughs> well, I usually start off with just my. She always speakers. tops me, by the way. She's amazing. <laughs> You know, I was born at home to hippie parents. And so you could almost say I was made of like patchouli oil or something like that. But I'm really not. It's like, even though I'm that do gooder and I've got that fire within to consistently just make the world a better place, you wouldn't call me a hippie. So, you know, I don't know what you make of that. People say namaste to me. And to me, that like gets my hackles up for some reason because it feels disingenuous. So, yeah, I think I'm made up of genuine love and a faith to make the world a better place. All right. All right. I love it. All right. So let's start with this. Let's start with how you guys met. Like, how did you guys meet first time and, and start to like figure out the synergy that you all had? Karina didn't like me when she first met me. That's the <laughs> not truth. true. That is not oh, true. I annoyed you. She loves to say this. No, I was impressed with Julie. I met her on Clubhouse and I'm sure anybody who is aware of the platform knows when you go on Clubhouse, you tend to, well, you come across a lot of people that seem somewhat self-serving and that are waiting to hear themselves speak which it's just a reality. There's a, a lot of that activity in the space of social audio. And Julie was not that. Julie was absolutely working to bring her A-game to every conversation she was a part of. She was far more patient than me. So that's probably the non-hippie part of me. So, you know, in, you know, talking to people who might be, let's say, just a little bit self-serving in some cases, but she was helping prop them up and then giving them real advice, real solid information and always coming from this service perspective. So I was really intrigued by her. 
I felt like I had a genuine article on the Clubhouse realm. And Julie, I'll let you speak to that and how you guys met too. But how did you guys connect like off Clubhouse? Like how, what was the first like, because people need to hear this because I'm very good at this, if you <laughs> say so myself. But how, how did you go about that? And, you know, did you set up a Zoom call? Like what, what happened? I don't know. Karina just kept calling me and calling me and finally we Zoomed. And I feel like- I think it was both, phone first. Yeah. It was yeah. I think, we, phone. I think we both knew that there was a spark. We both knew that there was something special about each other. You know, we were more mission driven, but we did eventually meet in person. And then we, that probably solidified that we both were the real deal. Awesome. And when you work with someone so closely, you understand who they are, who they are at their core. Were you guys hosting rooms together? Back in the day. Yes, yeah. we were. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I will say too is just you get to know people differently today. I think with all of these media that you can use, be it Clubhouse or be it the social audio platforms that are out there, including Wisdom or Twitter Spaces, or even just screen share, you really do get to know people. And so by the time that I met Julie in person in Florida at PodFest, it was like, I know this person. It's not, there's no mystery here. And so then it was just this affirmation that we were who we thought we were, who we said we were. There was no tomfoolery, so to speak. And we didn't even really get the chance to practice a speech we would deliver in person until we were there doing it. And so that was fun. We didn't practice anything. Trial by fire. And it was really good. Like we had this live engaging room of people that were just hanging on every word, which is really quite incredible. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I get usually when people see me for the first time in person, they say, uh, man, I thought you were a lot taller. <laughs> and then, and they also say, and then if my wife's with me, they say, that's your wife. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I, I got game. I'm sure, but I got game. <laughs> but uh, I get that all the time when people see me for the first time. So I started wearing lifts and uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so when you guys decided to go into business together, though, like take us. How tall are you, C-Rock? I have to know. Um, I'm like five, seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my so. dad's five, eight. He's Italian, too, you know, yeah. obviously. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, kind of funny. I, I'm like SpongeBob SquarePants. Like I'm the same width as I am. <laughs> That's oh, not so. true. My mom's taller than my dad by about four inches. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I get that a lot. But so when you guys decided to go into business together, like. Like, how did you know what problem that you were looking to solve? Like, how did you come up with media casters? I, I think it's, oh, go ahead, Karina. I was just going to say, we were working to solve the problem that each of us faced. Mm-hmm. The reality was initially we were feeling, I think both like podcasting can be a very solo enterprise and it really was helpful to collaborate and connect and talk with other podcasters in a format that was really informal and community oriented. And so we were working to solve the problem of having this kind of lack of community. And then it developed and grew from there. Julie, I know you have a lot more to say on this topic. I don't. I think you said it so eloquently and we can pretty much read each other's minds, but you know, all the entrepreneurs out there that are doing all the things, you know, it can lead you to insanity. And what is the definition of insanity? It's doing all the things, expecting a different outcome. And we really harness the power for entrepreneurs, creatives, authors, and podcasters, you know, that doing things differently through podcasting, through mm-hmm. publishing your book and through public speaking is really the one step that will take your business to the next level. I would agree with that because I have a book behind me, as you can see. Congratulations there, uh, C-Rock. And then I had a podcast and then, you do. 
What's it called? What is it called? Yeah, I mean, and and you're on it. <laughs> Guess what? You're on it. And then I went on 400 plus shows in the last three wow. years of other people's. So, and I speak on stage and all that has changed my life. Like there's no doubt about it. So you're hundred percent. So what do you do for people? Like, what do you guys, what services do you offer? What, what assistance do you offer? And then I'm going to start digging into your personal lives and see what kind of catalytic moments you guys had in your lives that made you who you are today. All of our secrets are going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I make people cry on my show. (laughs) I can cry pretty easily, but we help people develop their book ideas edit their book ideas, get them published wherever they want to you do it the right way. Cause there are so many scammers out there in terms of publishers and it's really confusing. So, you know, we're currently helping and developing book for the net former national security advisor to the president. That was, that's really a big deal for us because we know that we do things the right way. You can trust us building that no like, and trust is so important. And then we help people start podcasts, guests on podcasts. We do the whole podcasting genre and then who doesn't want to get on stage and monetize? And we can be the catalyst for that as well. So you guys like will book people and pitch people on stages? Yeah. I mean, okay, that is awesome. one of our uh, expertise, if you will. And how did you get the National Security Advisor to work with you? Like, how did that go down? Do you really want to know? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. Is it not a good story? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, she, you did oh, meet yeah, him on social audio first, right? Yeah. Amazing that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, podcasting, having them on as a guest. And really, ultimately, seeing that there was a a real connection there, Julie and Gary developed a friendship, and I think this is one of the powers that we under we undercut too much if we start to say, "Oh, well, you know, your voice doesn't count." It really, really does, and a voice can communicate so very much that even just having these opportunities to get to know one another over social audio through podcasting can really lead to deeper connections and deeper friendships. And so I will just credit Julie with this through and through because she's the one who found Gary and cultivated that relationship and ultimately showed him that she was a genuine article too. And yeah, he's, he's just got an incredible story. He's a very eloquent person. He has a unique take on leadership and I think we'll just be happy to tell his story. Oh, that's so awesome, man. I love it. I love when like you do a business, right? And then all of a sudden your clients start to become like people that are known and you're like, how did I get to this position? Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get clients to help clients that not even are known, get them known. And here you guys get, you guys get somebody that's known already and you're going to amplify his message even further, which is phenomenal. So uh, congratulations on that. I love that. So and there's no sales, by the way, I never enter into these relationships wanting to be a salesperson. Uh, there's nothing wrong with sales yet. I do it with a genuine interest in what they're doing and make suggestions and it will evolve if it's meant to be. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to get to earlier with my initial impressions of Jules when I met her on Clubhouse. It's like she wasn't just selling something. If I have to hear the term, oh, land your plane one more time on Clubhouse, I think I'm going to. I want to scream, run, run from the building and light my hair on. Oh my gosh, me too. (laughs) What do you say, Mike, when you log off? Please. Uh, uh, I usually will be like, I'll just talk and then be like, yeah, this is C Rock. That's it. <laughs> like, That's uh, just to remind everybody who is talking because I hate when I don't know who's talking. I think they should do a better job on there, like besides just a little circle. I know in comments, you can see it at the top sometimes if people aren't talking over each other, but mm-hmm. it's very difficult. I think when somebody's talking, the main speaker that's talking, it should like blow up their circle real big. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. You know what I mean? And like, you can't miss it. So, but I'm in tech and I, I go over features all the time and things will make things better, but I don't have a 
connection to clubhouse at all so have you met cody like i yeah cody from, yeah, yeah yeah he's amazing and mm-hmm. he really is receptive to the sort of, sort of ideas he's the founder of the breakout app karina yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, Karina's yep, like, yep. I can't meet. do great, another great app. <laughs> great, no, great guy. And uh, yeah. he's listening. And uh, I, he's listening other, right now. Hey, no, Cody. I'm sure he will. But no, his partner, Devin Johnson, and him yeah. also created Connected. Yeah. And Connected has been phenomenal for mm-hmm. what I've been doing lately and yeah. setting up meetings for me and all that. So it's ridiculous that they're great dudes. And we're working with them with uh, the tech stuff that we're doing. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. Good people. So, yeah. you know, and you always will find this, like when you, when you talk to someone, you're like, Hey, do you know, Joe, so-and-so? And you'll say, yeah. And then you're like, how, how the heck do they know that person? Cause vibe really attract, like it really does. There is a law of attraction. Like you will see the same people connected with the same people and it's because of the vibes, man. And I, one of my core values is vibes matter. And uh, I really believe it. And so, yeah, we, you know, the, the, the world's not that as big as we think it is. Seven know? degrees of separation, you really? know, how, yeah. how, let's have Kevin Bacon on this podcast and it will make sense. To all yeah. Of Kevin, like Kevin, uh, I think he's from Delaware or something. So it's not too far from me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I live in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, by the way. Oh, nice. So yeah. Where are you guys located? Chicago, sunny Santa Cruz, California. Okay. So we're, we're covering the, the nation here, yeah. covering the nation today. So, all right. So let's get into I want to know something that happened in the past that is kind of like, you know, something that you would think that was like your catalytic moment from when you were younger, maybe you, obviously younger because we're talking about the past, but I'm talking about when you were a kid, maybe a teenager, college years, whatever, something that happened. It's like kind of woke your ass up a little bit or rock bottom. Like just what, what is that for you? Karina, you probably, I want to follow you. I have a few to choose from. It would be harder to follow, I think. What's the first one that came to mind? Yeah. Don't think just what's talk. the one that what's the one that you said, should I share this in public? <laughs> uh Oh, I don't know if she should share that one. Actually. I know what she's thinking. <laughs> That's why I said it might be. Well, better to follow you. This well, is, a, this is a, this, this show's unrated. So it's a fine. Oh, like if, no, it's fine. I just, no I've been thinking for some time about writing a book about my 12th year and it's a becoming of sorts, but I was going through puberty at the same time my mother started to go through early menopause oh man and it was a Your very poor tense father. time well he wasn't in that he took off he knew. Oh, okay be crazy he in the state he was in california and i was in southern oregon and so it was just a very tough period of my life because the mother i knew suddenly shifted from who she was to something else it was a dramatic change and so dramatic that i no longer felt safe in my home and so mm-hmm. i ended up running away and i lived on the street for a while and so, so what, 17 18 years old no, 12. Oh, 12th 12. year. I thought you were talking about 12th year of school. That's why I was thinking 17, 18. No. Oh, 12th year of life. Wow. Yeah. And Holy so, cow. you know, they come looking for you, Karina, or like, oh, I was sure that they were. But at that point in time, you know, this is before cell phones. This is before pagers. You know, this is 1989, right? And it was my 12th into 13th year. So um, I, Hold up, I lived on the streets for a little bit. Yeah. yeah I was born in 77. Oh, you're 76 for me. So you're, I'm the oldest one here, by the way. I just want to tell you that. Anywho, it was, um, I will say it was some of the most life shaping moments. It may have been only a week of time, but so much happened in that few days that shaped how I see the world and also just how I see people and humanity. I believe that people as a whole are capable of incredible strength and great, just great centered souls. And then on the other side of that, we can be capable of some things that are pretty atrocious. And so 
I feel like it was eyes wide wide open. Like I've had my eyes wide open since that since that point. It's like you can't shut off the knowledge. And I also feel it made it. I essentially stepped into adult skin very suddenly, and so it changed my teenage years for sure. My seriousness about life, and ultimately, my understanding that our time here is limited. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what's funny is that like uh, serious, taking life serious is not a necessity. It's no, actually it's, it's actually non-survival. And yeah. you know, you think about that. Like we we are kids and we're fun, having fun, and we're not serious. And then we start to witness things throughout our life, have experiences, mm-hmm. and then we're like, oh, sh- we gotta take this serious. And you know, you'll be in like like life's so short. Like you just said this, right? So why take it so serious? Like why? Right. Why? There's that too, but there is you know? this this bit I think that you're honing in on, which is survival. And so, I mean, I have become very perceptive. And that's probably a survival trait. I notice things that many people don't. I read people in a way that is probably different than I might otherwise have. And I think it affects my decisions for who I want to connect with deeply, right? Yeah. And also what I have noticed is that I think for me as an individual, I prefer deep conversations one-on-one to large conversations with groups in a way. So. Instead of three people on a on a podcast. <laughs> well, Wait, you different. are the most extroverted person I know, Karina. Like you go, go, go. You well, are- I do test 40 on the ENTP scale for Myers Briggs yeah. for what extroverted and then introverted is zero. I don't know anyone else who that's true for, but well, you know, here's something to think about too. Like when you go through things as you know, a young child or any kind of traumatic experience, is the word differentiation. And a lot of people We'll go through something and then lump everybody together that is related to that incident. Mm. And that is, again, it's non-survival as well, because mm-hmm. you're not giving other people a shot. And then maybe you take thing, people through the ringer because you think it's a survival mechanism because you learn your lesson from an experience before. But when actually this other people you run into may look like someone, may smell like someone, maybe talks like someone that you ran into in the past. And the more you can differentiate those human beings from each other, the higher level thriving in life you can have. But when we don't, and we lump them together because so-and-so reminds me, give, just give me an example. Like I had a, a really ignorant, like mean teacher. And then I run into somebody later on, it reminds me of that teacher. And I treat that person the same way I would tr- react it to that teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, it affects relationships going forward. So, but yeah, I, I mean, that's, uh, I, I totally understand that, man. And I can see how that it could affect. So how have you handled that? Go before we get into Julie's. How have you handled that? You know, as you've gotten older and you know, been able to tame, I guess, the reactiveness from that. I actually have a very close friend through my high school years who would tell me I'd never learn, and the reason they told me I'd never learn was because it's kind of like I fall in love with reckless abandon, even though I have had these issues from my past or noticed that there's some people who like let's say just identify themselves pretty quickly to me as untrustworthy but at the same time julie will even say this about me it's like every time we interview a guest on our podcast she thinks i fall in love with them (laughs) which it is kind of true 
It's like, true. I really, it's I really like enjoy a, getting to it's know not people. It's not a scary love stalking. Like, don't worry, Mrs. C Rock. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. not coming for you. Your your wife uh, is safe. Everything's uh, cool. That, that's what she's used to it. She's used to it. <laughs> oh, sure she is. She's oh, used to gosh. it. She's a, she said when I started talking and doing podcasts, she's like, I got to share you with everyone. I'm like, not really, but <laughs> so no, but so you so you really like you you like talking to people, learning more about them, and then like basically here's the thing you're communicating deeply with them and then you're developing an affinity for them that's yeah. normal that's that's what's supposed to happen that's what's supposed to happen and and so i think in some ways it's almost like i've just erased the trauma from my perception of generally people i think we're all capable of great things i think yes people are also capable of nasty things but generally it comes from being harmed like repeatedly in mm -hmm. some way and not having any ability to speak for yourself or to express yourself. And so I really firmly believe in the power of connection. I love getting to know people. I think this is part of why I love podcasting and doing an interview format show so much. I love uncovering their knowledge. And there is, it's, there's love in that. Like I do fall a little bit in love with everybody that I get to know. And it's not fleeting. I'll remember them forever. I kind of feel that way about people in general. So even as much as I take the knowledge from my past, to scope a situation, it doesn't mean I'm untrusting. I, right. I'll never learn yeah. to be untrusting. I mean, yeah. I come with trust first until you screw me. I think that's yeah. where it goes. Yeah. Why does screwing you get like trust, diminished trust? Hmm. Good question. If I'm no, lying, no, to. I was I'm joking. I don't want you to go serious with that. No, no, no. But I'm like, not I mean, serious. There, so there are some people who are like, oh, no, no. well, you know, they lied to me. They just lied no, to no, me. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I was. I you was have using, a good radar, though. I was using screw in a different, different connotation. <laughs> A yeah, different no, no. No, no, don't go there. Oh, he's getting just a little around. nasty here, guys. Yeah, yeah, I was just messing around. So, <laughs> so Karina, apologize. I hope I didn't no, offend fine. you, but no, I'm not no, a serious no, guy. See, that's a seriousness. <laughs> it's really hard to offend me. No, obviously, if they screw you, like they like, screw you over, uh, I understand that. But uh, anyway, so, so Karina, thanks for sharing that. I mean, look, getting vulnerable is important because it you know helps other people that might be going through that same situation. You know, listen to other people. And their take on those similar situations. So, Julie, how about you? Like, what's uh, what's one that came to mind for you? Well, first of all, watch out for Karina's book because I mean, her story is so powerful. She does, you know, and we all have our stories. We all weave our tapestries, but you know, for all intents and purposes, Karina should be pissed off at the world at this point, you know. And she isn't. She's tough as nails. She does have a good intuition about people, but she's so open and loving that you know you just can't deny it. So your question really Well, 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 well before you do, oh, what's yeah, the yeah. name of the book? What's the name of the book? I haven't written it yet. Oh, okay. So you haven't written Okay. So okay. I was gonna promote it for you. So no, we'll pre-promote I'm, I'm in the process. I've written a treatment essentially of it. And now I have to get to the hard work of actually writing it. I think I know what it's going to be called, but it's almost too much to share here. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, if you're listening and you're interested in buying Karina's book, pre-sale, it's on this sale. Is, this is I'm right using now. the law of attraction right now. I'm yeah, using yeah, the law just, of attraction. She's manifest. I'm manifesting it for her. Help yeah. Me. DM Karina. DM her right now and you can get her book. You can be like the first to buy it. Um, well, she's gonna, Karina, you, and you, you know, the DMs won't lie. So seriously. I sold a thousand fifty some of that book before it was launched. But mm -hmm. I, I did it so long, like while I was writing it, I was promoting it as I was writing Who's it. Who's your publisher? I used uh, Carolyn Flower. She's out of Canada. Mm -hmm. Oxygen. I love the name. Um, she, uh, she, was a, she was a friend of mine and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and she walked me through it. So 
That's but, awesome. But the thing is, is that people would like tell me eventually later on, they're like, I was so sick of you talking about your damn book and marketing <laughs> your book that I was like, just rub, write, like, write it and publish it already. But you have but that's to smart. It. You have yeah, to. Six months before you start planting yeah. the seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it became a bestseller because of the fact that I promoted it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in buying Creed's book, pre-sale, it's on pre-sale right, right now. DM her <laughs> on Instagram. So, <laughs> all right, Julie, let us, let's go. Let's hear it. And thank you. Well, I, I don't think, you know, and I always judge my story, but I mean, this is the one thing that did affect me is, you know, since I was a little girl, I remember receiving the, I don't know, feedback from adults that, wow, she's too much. She is a lot. She's emotional. <laughs> I grew up with all brothers. I have four sons. I've always been misunderstood in my opinion. And then it was kind of reinforced by teachers, you know, guess who's in the corner again? It's Julie. She can't stop talking. So I've always been, I've always, I've always kind of felt that I was too much. So I started dimming who I was. I started just becoming an amoeba with everybody around me. I did started to, and I think especially a lot of women fall prey to this. I started to please people because I wanted to fit in. It's not a good feeling not to fit in. I was chubby. I was, you know, people would always call me fat and ugly. So I did everything like from restricting eating to just doing everything to going to law school, to getting married because everybody else was doing. What did that end up with? That ended up with a divorce that ended up with, you know, not practicing law because I knew by my last year in law school, I'm like, okay, I better finish it because it's stupid to waste all this money on law school. And was it a bad thing? No. I mean, but I did not know who I was until I was 40. I did not have a voice and I was Mm. just flying under the radar. And I made that decision. I believe like on my 40th birthday that I cannot live like this anymore. I'm just going to do it. I can't care what other people think. I can't care what, I mean, there are some people I do, you know, like my close family, my kids, I don't want to embarrass them, but I don't want to embarrass the hell out of them. So going forward, I just started doing me and I stopped making excuses for just doing me because it's when you're capping yourself, when you're capping your creativity, when you're capping the essence of who you are, it's like a cancer with inside of you and you're, you become miserable, mm-hmm. you become toxic and everything else fails around that. 100%. You know, what happened to me, same thing. Like I, I, I like, I got caged up from all the, the same stuff, man. Like, and then I was like this animal. I always wanted to like do great things. And then I eventually mm-hmm. I, I, I lost myself, which, which really I was just introverted. And mm-hmm. I think that people don't realize this, but everybody's looking for a license to live their life. Mm, like true. we're, I'm in a mortgage space too. And we always have to get like mortgage licenses. Realtors have to get licensed. Insurance people have to get licensed. But maybe, like I would say 99% of people are out there trying to wait for a license from someone to live their life mm. or may, maybe a license for many people when you don't need a license to live. So it's like, when you figured that out when you were 40 and I was like in my forties, like somewhere in that range where I figured it out too. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be self-determined. I'm going to live the way I'm supposed to. And that's when C-Rock was born. Like I, I had the brand be created because I didn't want to be identified as anything I was doing and anything that people were saying or what I thought of that. And I just wanted to break out and I, I can resonate with both your stories. Definitely. I mean, yeah. The I minute you're have- born, you should be born with a license, a license to be yourself. You are worthy the minute you're born into this world. And boy, does it change like within the first couple of years of your life, you become everything that surrounds you. 
Yeah, think about that. Think about what that what you did, what you just talked about. You actually were living out the li- the lives and the goals of other people who didn't mm-hmm. really care. Yeah, who probably were just like <laughs> do whatever you want. That's what happens, and, or they don't even. Yeah, and you're and you're known as too much. And what happens is you were dramatizing other people's lives and goals, and that's what happens. People don't realize this. A lot of people like they're living in chaos right now, and they can't figure out why. It's because they're living in so many different goals of other people, and it's all chaotic and confused. The whole earth right now, there, there's a lot of confusion going on. And it all stems from that one thing is the license to live. And also people are living off of other people's goals and chasing other people's dreams, which is crazy when you think about it. Chasing other people's dreams. Wow. That's yeah. profound. Well, yeah, that's, because, that's what has driven people trying to conquer empires too, if you think about it. You know, trying to prove something to dad, trying to prove something to mom, trying to be better than. And, you know, if that's not the game, if the game is to enjoy your life, to succeed and thrive, as opposed to live up to somebody else's expectations, wouldn't that be a better, a better world? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I want to wrap up by just kind of sharing what you got going on as far as any projects current right now that audience can maybe engage with, or how can they reach you? You can just Google the media casters, but we have a community, a free community of entrepreneurs, creatives, podcasters, authors, which we really support and elevate each other's brands. And that is themediacasters.mn, like it's a mighty network.co. The media casters can just Google us. We're on social media too. So. Yeah. And All it's right. a podcast yeah. too, so they can listen to oh, the yeah. show. Oh yeah, we have a podcast. The media casters. Okay. We have a podcast. Yeah. So the guys, you can find them easily. And if you need help, all you got to do is reach out to your boy C Rock. Because I know how to track Julie down. Now now I know how to I know how to track Karina down too. Because all you got to do is Karina knows how to track you down now. Yeah, you just have to have a deep (laughs) conversation with her and then she'll start tracking you down. So (laughs) can I plug a new podcast? Because your um little soliloquy really reminded me of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of our community just launched a podcast called Permission to Win. Oh, yeah, this um, is great. David White. And you were talking about this whole perspective of people really needing permission. He's someone who's working to reform from that perspective. And so he's co-hosting it with, with somebody else who is helping kind of coach him into this reality of basically getting that permission to win and owning your life, which oh, I awesome. think is great. His name's David White. He's operated as our sound engineer on many of our podcast episodes. And he's just, I'm, I'm a big fan of the David. So. Awesome. Shout out to David. David. Shout out to David. My my middle name is David. Um, Oh, there we go. Look at that. That's simple, man. It's so awesome. So ladies, listen, I want to thank you for coming on, spending time with me and my audience. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, all you got to do is holler because I am just the type of person that has one rule and that is just to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to help you guys elevate your mission, whatever I can do and with my community. So really appreciate you ladies. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to thank the audience for being here too. You guys keep coming back. I love you all so much. Keep coming back. If you want to watch these on YouTube, Mike C. Rocks Rocco, you can go check that out. And also leave us a comment, rate, we, look, all the stuff that helps us. Please help us out and do that. It's the only thing I ask. Uh, it really pushes us forward. And we want to continue to make you unstoppable. So until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, 
mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.